Welcome, welcome, welcome into the Mostly Manly Show. I am your host, as always, Brad Manley. Hope everybody's doing good. We are getting into springtime, which to me means that Oklahoma still has a freeze coming, which is very, very Oklahoma. I guess it's probably everywhere, right? I just think of it because I'm here. Does everybody have a weird after it's already spring and you think, okay, I'm done with the crappy weather. And then you wake up one morning and there's frost and your rose bushes are being killed. It's ridiculous. My dad used to get mad at shit like that up in Illinois. It was crazy. Um, Before I get too far into things, I want to, I want to talk about kind of an idea I had. I have pictures uh, from five different states of people wearing mostly manly shirts. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I think it would be fantastic if we got 50, right? If we got, I mean, and a lot of people in some of the smaller states go to five or six states probably in their area. So that would be would be awesome. Would be, I don't know, spreading the word about the show. I don't know about you guys, but if we spread the word about the show, it makes me smile. Makes me happy. I just want people to, you know, join in, get in on this with us. It's... uh no, it's a labor of love for me. I, I honestly, every I think about what I'm going to talk about all the time. It doesn't always come to fruition, but I hope when it's in my head, I hope that it's something that's going to be entertaining. And, you know, a lot of times you guys say that it is, so I must be doing something right. Um, So, you know, if you... If you can find any way to grab yourself a T-shirt, that then take a picture and send it so I can keep the count. So far, I have, which does not mean if you're in one of these states, I don't want you to not get a shirt because um, it helps uh, the good folks up at Classic Design and Print, and it spreads the word about the show. So um, I have, so far, I have Minnesota, Oklahoma, Michigan, Indiana, and oddly enough, Georgia, because my buddy from Minnesota, Charlie, who I've said before, was really the the creation, the 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 drive behind the whole uh, design for the the t-shirts. So shout out to Charlie once again. Um, so I have those five states. So let's a lot of states we can get covered. I have listeners in different places. So I am all about it. Let's get that. Let's get that rolling. That'll be awesome. And I'm the Oklahoma one. So, you know, if we get other, you know, if you want to wear your shirt to five states, hey, get it rolling. My friend in Canada now has one. Um, he's going to get me a shot while he's at home in Canada. Then he's vacationing in Turkey, I think, next month. And uh, so if we get a picture in Turkey, that'd be international. I know I have listeners in the UK. Somebody buy a T-shirt, damn it. That'd be great. Um, it's called Classic Design and Print, 580-374-2893. She ships international. She'll get you hooked up. They take care of things up there. Um, I think they're 23 bucks for a regular shirt, and they're good shirts. They don't shrink. They're nice. Actually, my buddy in Canada said they the material felt amazing, I believe is what he said. Um, and I'm weird about T-shirts, and I really like mine. I think they're 26 for the for the Husky boys like me uh, for, I think, size... 2x or 3x and bigger and they have big ones up to 6x you know they got one to fit my butt and that's all good 
Um, okay, so let's get on to birthdays. I love talking about birthdays. I got a few. Um, these people, I don't know if they're all regular listeners, but I'm going to give them a shout and let them know they have a birthday shout out to get in on this mess. Uh, first is my friend Savannah. She used to work at my foot doctor and then she left to go on to bigger and better things. But I think Savannah's 21. I believe that's right. Something like that. Very close. Uh, my friend Bubby that I've played uh, Empires and Puzzles with since the very beginning of uh, five years now, I believe it's been. Um, and I think Bubby is 25. I believe that's right. And my friend Jane. Jane I've known forever. And then I worked for Jane uh, at Hutch's for several years. I think Jane is, I want to say she's 39. I'm not entirely sure, but I think that's correct. I think that's correct. I have a story to tell uh, today, and it it makes me smile tremendously because it, it, it speaks a little bit about the, the positive side and the beautiful side of human nature. Um, uh, these two older ladies, now a, a legitimate source actually told me this story because uh, she actually witnessed it. Um, the two older ladies were at, now uh, they were at an appointment desk and um, they were friends and one was actually helping making the other, helping the other make her appointment. I apologize. And just, you know, she was helping her get it set up and making sure all the logistics were were right so she could get in there. And uh, a gentleman of similar vintage, you know, their age group, their peer group, strolled in the building and he walked past them. And apparently these two uh, ladies at once took notice and followed this particular gentleman with their eyes, which to me, you know, I'm, I'm talking about women easily in their 70s and the gentlemen as well. And it, it, it's the thing about that that's so heartwarming is we never lose that, right? We never lose. It's a great human trait. You know what? It, it's a great human trait that we never lose the desire to look at something that is pleasing to the eye. I mean, and beauty is, is, is a great thing. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's easy to find if you look for it, but you got to open your mind and your heart as well as your eyes. I mean, I love that those two ladies were were checking my guy out. You know, he was moving at just the right speed for them. I think the ladies like those uh, those gentlemen that move a little bit slower because they're uh, easier to catch. Actually, <laughs> you know what the funny thing is, the men like those slow ladies too because those are the ones that are a little bit easier to get away from. I'll be back. And I am back, and hopefully you're back with me. I guess if you're not back with me, I'm talking to nothing. Although people saw me in here recording, they would dare say I was talking to nothing anyway. There's a microphone in my face, but I'm sitting here by myself. I know that Otis lays outside and going, hey, why are you in there talking to yourself? Because he's a doofus. Actually, they're both just outside the studio. I had to br I bribe them in here so they don't end up I bribed them into the outer office. 
not inside of the studio. So that they don't end up being at the door, waking up from their, you know, morning slumber and realizing that dad is not uh, around. Oh, wait, I know where he is. And then they come and then they're scratching at that outside door and barking. And then on the recording, you hear a barking dog. And I always think when I hear a barking dog on somebody's show or on, you know, what, on a video or something, I'm like, hey, take care of that dog. So I don't want people to go, oh, my God, he doesn't take care of his dog. Because he does indeed take care of his dogs. They're ridiculous. So I'm eating uh, breakfast or something yesterday. I'm, I don't know. I like to eat. But. And I'm looking at one of the, I don't know if it was horseradish or what it was, but it's, it has the best if used by date. It made me think products have a best if used by date, you know. And so while I am grateful that the company cares about my dining experience and wants me to experience their product at its flavor peak, what I really want is a don't eat after this day or you'll puke your guts out date. That's what I want to know. That would make sense. That's what people want, right? They don't want to, well, I know it's going to be good. I know it's going to be great until May 7th. But if I eat it after, you know, I don't know, August, you know, I run the risk of puking until I die. That's what I want to know. Give me a real live specific date. You know, that protects me better that way. That makes sense. I mean, you know, I may ignore it, but at least I'd appreciate that transparency. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the dogs don't care, right? My dogs don't care if something's out of date. They're like, what is that? I'll eat that. I mean, no matter what, they'll eat it. Food's pretty important to them. In fact, if you want to find out how important food is or how unimportant you are compared to food, Go sit down at a table where someone else is eating with the dogs while you're the person not eating. You know, they will, mine will act like you don't exist, like you don't have a pulse, like you don't have any physical mass, like you are not there. You know, the focus is clearly on the person who eats. Or also, if you're, say, two of you are eating and one finishes, like mine, if they hear like you're, Say you have soup and you're scraping the last few drops out with your spoon. My dogs are triggered by that sound. Like you scraping your fork across together the last few bites of hash brown or, you know, the last few bits of veggies or the last little bit of spaghetti. You know, they're triggered by that. And they come rocketing in and realize that now they are in line for these plates. So they are all about that noise. It triggers them. But, you know, if if you're there, one person still has food. They've already licked your plate clean or whatever had, you know, a, a, your last bite of toast. I always save my toast. I don't I use my toast as a bulldozer to get stuff onto my fork. And then I give them the toast. Saves me carbs and calories. So, um, you know, so then they're good. Once I'm done with that, the focus is completely off me and anyone else that still has food. Far, far more important than me. Because I'm clearly not as important as meat or cheese or eggs. Uh, possibly veggies if they have cheese or butter. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think they munch raw broccoli, but if it's got cheese or if it's got some butter on it, they're all about it. Now, I'm not definitely not as interesting as biscuits or rolls, breadsticks, anything like that, because they're all about that. Um, 
Now, now mine might give me the nod over lettuce. They're not huge fans of that at all. Now, Otis is a big is not a big fan. I apologize. He's not a big fan of pretzels or or like plain tortilla chips. Now, Doritos, you know, have some flavory stuff on them, but pretzels he'll chew and he'll wide mouth chew them. You know, where he opens his mouth real wide while he's chopping them. So if shit falls out, he's not really concerned about it. Now he won't do that with like a piece of ham. That chomp swallow right down the gullet. He's good with that. But Emily will eat the the pretzels and the plain tortilla chip. She'll chomp them. And because she's eating them, Otis wants to be a part of it. He'll get in there and also start eating them, you know, because he doesn't want her to get anything that he doesn't get. Now she conversely, like if he has something and she is, she'll come in for a bite of it, but if it's not great, she'll walk away and he'll hang in till the very end. He's a trooper like that. They're funny. And they're funny how different they are. Emily won't, when Emily plays, the thing that she does is she'll run around. I don't know, kind of like you've, you know, she's had too much Mountain Dew or like at a kid's birthday party. She just runs around, bounces off stuff, runs around, doesn't do anything else. Like Otis will take toys or if outside he takes the rake, we have a little rake and a poop scoop to clean up their the yard and he will grab the rake. He has on several occasions taken the rake. And then what he does now, it's funny because now he's kind of short to the ground. I mean, everybody who's seen the show has seen pictures of Otis. He's kind of short to the ground, little short legs, but he runs about a hundred miles an hour. This is no, this is honest to goodness. It defies all science, defies the laws of physics because he is like an Olympic sprinter. He's got power. He's got speed. It's ridiculous. He's got stubby legs and his front, like a basset, his front, front feet turn out kind of. So he looks kind of odd, but he can run a thousand miles an hour and he can jump like a mile. It's ridiculous. He'll be standing and it's the goofiest thing. And he will somehow sprawling up into a chair and it doesn't seem like he's using any muscle. You know, he doesn't like coil down and then spring up like you see big cats do in uh, National Geographic shows of the cat coil and jump 7,000 feet. Well, Otis jumps probably 6,000, just from like a dead standstill. It's hysterical, but he will, he will steal the rake outside and then he'll run in circles. And you know, he's laughing his ass off because he'll run and then he'll chomp the end of it while you're yelling at him. He'll chomp the end of it and then run some more and then drop it and run away. So you can't whoop his ass. He's hysterical, but he does not, he, he doesn't always want to fetch though. Now he'll he may go get it, you know, you throw a ball and he'll go get it one time and he'll bring it back and he might give it to you, you might not. And then after that, like the fun's over. He's like, well, no, I did that one time. So I asked, I asked, sometimes I talk to him and I asked him about the whole thing. And I think, I think this is the conversation. I'm like, hey, why don't you play fetch like other dogs? Oh, I got it that one time. Well, yeah, okay, but then I threw it again. Now look. I understand that you're a human and you might be dumb. So I give you the benefit of the doubt that first time I went and get it, I bring it back to you. Then you throw it again and laugh like hell while I'm busting my ass running to get it. So I started to think maybe he doesn't want it or maybe he thinks I'm stupid. So the conclusion I came to is this. Screw it. Get it yourself. That's how Otis rolls.
That's how we all roll. It's ridiculous. Now, listen, I want everybody to think about a T-shirt and think about wearing it in a crazy place. Well, not crazy like, you know, in jail, but actually <laughs> that'd be funny, but they wouldn't. If you get your, if you get your like booking in picture in, <laughs> in a mostly manly T-shirt, that would be terrible, but send it to me anyway on the down low. You know, don't tell your husband or wife, just do it. That'd be hysterical. Or, you know, or if you know, if you're friends with a police officer or if you are a police officer and they can take a picture of you so it makes it look like you're being booked in the mostly manly shirt, that would be wrong also. And no one would laugh at that, but send it anyway. I hope you can hear me whisper. Um, so next week, we're going to come back with another show that is probably going to be easily as good as this one which clearly has been fantastic. And um, what I'm, I have a question. I really want to delve into this next week, but I'm going to post a question on Facebook about this. And I don't want to get too far into it now, but listen, when I saw, we have a, a calendar, I think it's the old farmer's almanac calendar. It's the one that tear off every day and it's got different facts or puzzles or whatever. And today was something about uh, it being Seaward Day in Alaska. And I guess he was the guy that kind of negotiated um, the purchase of Alaska from Russia in the 1800s. And so what I wanted to know initially is I was like, how did he communicate with them? Because, you know, he can't call them, he can't email them. So, and it may have been telegraphed may just have been done. So what I wanted to know is even before that, we hear things now when we have um, we have embassies everywhere and we can conduct business everywhere. So I know Ben Franklin was a huge American, I'm doing air quotes, statesman, right? And he was in Paris for a long time doing this and, you know, going hither and yon and doing all kinds of things. I want to know how messages got back and forth when he, okay, did, you know, the U.S. president say, okay, look, Ben, go over there. You have carte blanche to do whatever you want. Just make any deals in our name. That sounds kind of weird. So, right, he would have to, I feel like he would send word back and then they would say, yeah, no, don't do that. That's ridiculous. But, or you go ahead with it. But so what happens? He gives him a letter who, they give a letter to, some dude who's going to take it across on a ship, or do we have a guy who does that? You know what I mean? Uh, did Ben Franklin actually have an assistant who took the damn letter in the envelope, rode all the way across for weeks on the boat to get to the United States, give it to the president, get his answer, which is an immediate, you know how that goes. The wheels of government turn awfully slow, a glacial pace, as it were. And then, he gets back on the boat, goes all the way back. You know, <laughs> he goes to Paris, gives it to Ben Franklin. And they're like, oh, well, here's our counteroffer. Then he goes all the way. It's just ridiculous. You know, so they tell us when we study history, they give us the big points, right? They say Ben Franklin did this and George Washington did this, but they don't give us the minutia of how things occur. Like, while he was waiting, say he sent a letter back to Washington to be approved, right, for us to do something, some negotiation. And 
the, it took two weeks or five weeks or six weeks or three months for the answer to get back or the letter to get to Washington and the answer to come back to him. What did he do in that time? Just party it up and live like a rock star on the U.S. dime at that point? These are things that Brad Manley wants to know. I don't know. It seems it. it I want to know these things. So if you know some kind of historical minutia, like the day-to-day workings of how things work, if you have some kind of cool information, I'm going to post a question on Facebook. So I want people to interact with me and tell me, and then I'll talk about that next week because I think that'll be kind of an interesting show. You know, as opposed to me being wacky, I'll actually be informative. That'll be kind of fun. Until I talk to everybody next week, everybody have a good week. Um, Hope your weather is good. Let's get some springtime stuff and see some sun. Maybe flowers will grow and that kind of thing. But until I get back with everybody next week, do your best to stay manly.